This is Teacher Answers, a podcast that takes high school students' questions and answers them in the most no-nonsense way possible. My name is Sam Griffin, 27-year veteran teacher and examiner of the teenage brain. Come with me and explore why high school students do what they do. Hello and welcome to the Teacher Answers podcast. My name is Sam Griffin. Welcome I have a special guest today. I'm super excited about doing this interview, and I'm going to get right into it on episode 51. Leading our school must be super difficult these days. There's a lot going on. We're going to talk about it. Um, But joining me today is my superintendent at our school, Mr. Matt Sheridan. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks. Thanks for coming and thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. Uh, this will be this will be fun. I promise. Um, why don't we start off with tell me tell me a little bit about yourself and how you your journey was to get here. All right. So I was born and raised in Lancaster, Ohio, over in Fairfield County, not too far away, and I went to Lancaster High School. Um, From there, I went to Miami University, and I thought I wanted to be a business major. And um, I I kind of got into uh, the accounting field, and I did an internship there, and I realized that uh, accounting wasn't where I wanted to go with my life. Um, So I ended up going back to school and and got a master's degree at Bowling Green um, in education. And uh, while I was there, I taught a class, and I really fell in love with teaching. And from there, then, I went to uh, Sheridan High School, and I taught... uh, at Sheridan High School for three years, business and uh, computers. Mm -hmm. And then I went to Sheridan Middle School as the assistant principal for a couple years, and then down to uh, the elementary school. And then I spent one year as superintendent at Triad Local Schools. It's between Marysville and Urbana. Mm -hmm. And then the previous six years from here, I was superintendent at uh, Crooksville. Um, So I was very fortunate uh, to have some great experiences. And then the opportunity here opened up and I thought I'd take advantage of it. And it's been uh, a great start, obviously some challenges, but uh, so far things have been going pretty well, I think. Well, I think so too, you know, and we went to, I mean, I don't know how specific, but there's a lot of people that listen to this and a lot of people doing different schedules, you know, and one thing that I think our school really did well that I want to applaud you on is deciding to do a hybrid model when other schools weren't doing that in our area. Oh, I I appreciate that. I I don't know how much it was necessarily me. It was definitely a team decision. Mm -hmm. You know, it just wasn't um, Matt's idea. You know, I met with uh, you guys and the administrators and the health department tried to come up with what I thought was going to work best for us. And uh, it always helps to have input from everybody, and and really, there's no right answer. I don't know if hybrid is the right answer, fully remote is the right answer, fully back full time. Um, I just felt that our plan gives us the most flexibility. That if we do end up coming back full time, we'll be prepared. Or unfortunately, if we have to shut down, uh, I think we'll be prepared for that too. So I just felt like uh, we we were in a good place, and and hopefully things uh, turn around and get better. But uh, we'll see how they play out. Yeah, and everybody everybody wants to know that. You know, and everybody wants to look in the crystal ball and know what's going to happen here. But, but am I correct to say that there there is no crystal ball in this? Oh, absolutely not. You know, um, 
You say, when someone complains about something, I always try to tell them, well, next pandemic, I'll try to do better. You know, <laughs> it happens every, every hundred years. So no one's been through this before right. and no one really knows what's going to happen. You know, one week I might feel really good about our chances of coming back five days and the next week I might be worried that we're going to be shutting down. So it just swings um, from one week to the next, it seems. And, and no one seems to have all the right information. You know, I, I think every plan has its flaws. We just do the best we can and, and work together and try to move forward. Right. The uh, the thing that, you know, the reason why I do this podcast is to answer high school students' questions. And, and it's worked great this year because I don't, ha- you know, I don't have the time to have a long discussion with students about these things. But um, so I, I record it and then a lot of them listen to it. But like one of the one of the questions and we'll, we'll get into answering one of their questions questions here right off the bat is uh is skills that employers want so our students are in multiple you know programs getting trained for different jobs anything from cosmetology to carpentry there there would be a good you know one side or the other right there so what in your opinion would be skills that employers would probably want the most well, obviously, coming from the Career Technical Center, you're going to have those technical skills that are appropriate for the job, whether that's like you talked about cosmetology or welding. Those are those are technical skills. Mm-hmm. But I think the big picture, it's a lot bigger than that. Um, and, and I've talked to a lot of employers um, asking them, what, what do you want for our kids or what, what do you want to see in, in kids coming out of high school or, or into the workplace? And, and basically, um, they've told me just a couple things. And, and I think the most important is just being a good person. Mm-hmm. I know that, that that might seem a little bit crazy, but they say, you know, give me a good person who has a positive attitude and that they're drug free and then we can teach them, you know, the rest. You know, if you come in and you treat others like you want to be treated, you show up to work, you show up on time, you have a positive attitude, you're willing to learn. I, I think that's going to take you far in life. Because if you have all the technical skills and you don't have um, those soft skills, it's, it's not going to matter. You're not going to be successful. And it's really hard to teach people those things. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no class that you sit in and they say, this is how you're supposed to treat somebody else. Right. You know, or this is how you look at somebody in the eye and shake their hand and, you know, the expectations of showing up to work. You know, those aren't necessarily things that we teach. Um, um, in class, but those are, are skills you learn throughout your lifetime. And, and yes, you do learn them in, in your K-12 education, but it's also important about, you know, how were you raised, what examples were set for you. And if you know you're lacking in somewhere, maybe maybe that's something that you kind of look in, inward and figure out, you know, how, how can I do a better job of that? Yeah, it's that what I call between the problem stuff. You know, um, a lot can be taught to a student between the math problems. You know, the way that they just interrupt or speak out and that kind of stuff. That's that's really where, as you said, the soft skills are taught. And uh, it's it kind of is somewhat sad to me that if an employer says, what what do you want from our students? And they say, well, to be a good person. It, it's sad to me, honestly, that that already isn't happening right or drug free or the other things you said you know i get what they're saying it's like give me a an empty canvas here that i can paint on and then i'll paint you a good worker is kind of how that turns out but but you're right i mean learning those technical skills 
is where it's at, but without learning to deal with other people and other workers and avoiding drama and showing up to work, those all have to also be there. Um, management. So the classic question, what is the difference between a leader and a manager? Where do you see yourself here at Mideast? Well, uh, hopefully it's as a leader, but kind of of talking about the difference between the two, um, I, I'll start with the manager first. I think a manager is more interested in kind to, uh, to keep the status quo, to make sure that the ship stays afloat. And I, I look kind of as a leader more the person driving the ship. Um, kind of people follow the leader. The leader kind of sets the vision and everybody else follows. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what the difference is between the two. And just kind of talking about um, leadership skills. You know, I, I think our job just even as human beings is to help each other. Like, I, I think that, that that seems why why we're put on this earth is, is to help other people. Mm-hmm. So hopefully um, in, in my job here as a leader, I, I view that same way. It's to help the teachers, it's to help the custodians, it's to help the cooks, it's to help the students. You know, my job is to try to help everybody else. And if I'm doing my job right, it's going to let everybody else do their job. Um, and, and again, it kind of even goes back to the soft skills about, you know, being a leader, I, I have to treat other people like they, like I want to be treated and like they should be treated. And sometimes it's hard um, in a leadership spot, and, and I, I think this is something that took me a while to learn in leadership, is that even when somebody does you wrong, you still have to treat them right. right. You know, two wrongs don't make a right. Just because somebody treated you badly or made a mistake, all right, you, you got to kind of smile and, and, and put your best foot forward and, and move on from it and, and treat them the same way you treat anybody else. Yeah, because, I mean, otherwise that's going to rub off on everything else. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so here you are running a vocational school, which, you know, when I was in high school, I had no idea what a vocational school was. And now I teach here. And at first it was a complete shock to me, right? It really was. And, but I love it so much that my son came here. And my daughter most likely will come here next year. Um, it's a wonderful place. How is how is running this place? It's got to be overwhelming to you a little bit. I mean, it's just so spread out, and we have two campuses. Um, what is the difference? Like, what is the core difference between running a normal high school, and even if it's the same student body population? You know, so a little high school versus a big old vocational school. So assume that they're both the same. What is the main difference between running a vocational school and a traditional high school? All right, well, let me get off topic real quick before okay. I answer your question. And, and um, first of all, again, as, as a leader and kind of the way I look at it is, it, it's gotta be good enough for my own kids. If I wanna send my own kids here, you know, how could I encourage anybody else to? And I think my, my hat's off to you, Sam, for, for, for saying that about your own kids. Like you've, you've modeled that, that absolutely, you think it's good enough for your own kids because they've come through, so, so that's awesome. Um, but just talking about the difference between the two, um, I did my student teaching at a different career center, so I already had my, my feet wet a little bit. Um, I, I did my student teaching at Penna Career Center up in Perrysburg near Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. So I already, already kind of had my 
um, ideas about what a career center was um, already just unfortunately or maybe fortunately I'm not sure when it came time to apply for jobs I applied for jobs back where I was from and that was the first job that was open was teaching at a traditional high school mm -hmm. um, so I did teach at a traditional high school for three years so I know the way that works and at a tr traditional high school, first of all, you have a, a ton of different maturity levels, which I'm sure we do here as well, but you have ninth graders all the way up to 12th graders. So mm. I think what sets us apart a little bit um, is one, we're, we're a place where kids choose to be. You know, we don't force you to come here. You know, right. you have that option of coming here and hopefully you've come here to, to pursue something that you're passionate about. You know, you've, you've done something, you have an interest in some area and that light has kind of lit in your head. Now, when I taught at the traditional high school, yeah, there were kids that were highly engaged and maybe they were going the college route, but then you also had kids that were totally unengaged and were just sitting in class because, you know, basically they had to be there. And then you had, you know, the middle of the road kids who weren't sure which direction they were going to go and maybe go on to the workforce afterwards. My biggest difference, I think, is here, everyone kind of already has an idea of what they want to do. Now, just because you're in welding, that doesn't mean you have to be a welder. You know, I, I, I understand that. Mm -hmm. But at least there's something interesting about that to you that you do hands-on and um, and you have a skill. You have, you have a marketable skill that is going to be present with you for the rest of your life. If you decide to go on and be a welder, that's great. And even if you don't and you go and, and do something else, you'll always have that technical skill to fall back on. So I think that's why it's so... Um, such such a neat place to be and I can tell you that it's just it's awesome going around and hopping in different classrooms and seeing kids learning and being happy and um, just being hands-on and, and seeing that light bulb click you know I, I know that this year's a weird year um, with the mask wearing and mm -hmm. um, the social distancing and only half our kids here and my my heart really goes out to our kids to have to go through that experience but you can still see see that light when, when, when it when it clicks for somebody and you can still see them working hands-on. I know a lot of times I'll walk into a lab and it might be completely quiet and everybody just has their head down and, and, and they're working. Yeah. And that, it kind of reminds me a little bit back to, to when I was teaching computers, you know, and I give an assignment and then all my kids would be on there, you know, working hands-on, doing their kind of thing. Um, not necessarily talking, not, not that talking's a bad thing, you know, especially while you're working. You know, there's times to talk and times not to, but just almost this year it seems eerily quiet and I'm sure that's not the norm, or at least I hope that's not the norm when right. we're working. Right. Yeah, I, well, going back to what you said a minute ago with, I think everybody should teach their own kid because it profoundly changed how I look at teaching. It really did. At first I was scared to do it, right? It's, you know, it's like you got to go home with this kid, right? <laughs> but it, it makes you really examine what is most important. You know, it's like, okay, it's, it, it really makes you think, okay, this is, this is crucial to what I need to do. And, and, you know, you kind of just reflect on everything. Like, I think it's really neat. And plus I went to Bowling Green too. Like I, I did not, I, I didn't pick up on that. If, if you told me that once before, sorry, I forgot that. Okay. I'm going to switch gears and we're going to get to know. Mr. Matt Sheridan here real fast. So I'm going to ask you some random off the wall questions, short little answer, softballs. And, uh, and you just give me the answer. And then I'm going to ask you the most serious question you've been asked all day. Okay. I, I may have to, but if you're going to order a pizza, okay. What, where do you order it from first? All right. Um, 
I live in Thornville,、mm-hmm. um, so there's not a whole lot of options for delivery. There's only a, a couple, um, and um, even driving-wise, there's nothing too too close by. But I would probably go to Heath and go to、uh, the new Jets Pizza or pick up、uh, Papa John's. But I'm also a little bit of a, a pizza nerd, so much that、uh, I, I bought my own、uh, carrying out case because it takes about 20 minutes to drive there. Yeah. So that my pizza stays warm, you、uh-huh. know, on my way home. So the last time I was there, the lady asked me if I drove for Uber Eats, and I had, <laughs> had to admit that no, I just like warm pizza.、So. That's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I'm so glad I asked that question. How? So what toppings are on it? Um, usually, I, I mean, I'll eat whatever, but but、uh, you have to order one right now. What's right. on it?、Uh, I, I'd probably go with like a meat lovers, something with bacon on it,、yeah. maybe some ham. That that would probably be my choice. But what what ends up happening is whatever my wife and kids want, and I'm just happy to have food. Yeah. Okay. So,、uh, late night snack of choice. Um, trying to be healthy lately, nah, so healthy.、Uh, all right. Then I'd probably go ice cream.、Like、okay, ice cream. I'm a big ice cream guy. All right, flavor.、Um, mint chocolate chip, typically.、Okay. I'd say. All right.、Uh, if you could have a dream car, now let's let's take off Lamborghini or something like that. Let's be realistic here. Dream car.、Uh, realistic. I mean, I I would hope. Maybe a Tesla someday.、Mm-hmm. I don't know. They they seem like they're pretty cool. When they used to have the the shop over there at、uh, Easton, I、uh, hopped in one. I never was brave enough to try to test drive one, but、mm-hmm. uh, I always thought that might be a a neat option. And thinking about、uh, maybe the the money you save on the battery versus、uh, paying for gas. You know,、mm-hmm. I, I don't know the they keep coming down in in price. You know, I don't know. I Own a little bit of Tesla stock, so I'm always interested in seeing what's going on there. What crazy thing Elon Musk is going to say or come up with next? Yeah, I, I am a mega fan of his. I talk about him on this podcast a lot. All right.、Um, before I get to the mind blowing question here,、um, what when you go home and you're dealing with the normal everyday superintendent stuff? Okay. You're, you're talking money to perception in the in the public eye, which is humongous.、Uh, the everyday teaching stuff, dealing with absenteeism and and、uh, you know student behavior issues, that's the normal stuff. So let's layer on top of that cake the fact that. Student A test positive, and then you got to contact trace that and go meet with twelve teachers and and everything else. How do you go home and plaster a smile back on your face when you are responsible for all of that? Um, <laughs> that that's a good question. Thank you. I I, I I don't. My kids bring me a lot of joy. I have、okay. I have a two and a three year old, and and. Two girls, and they're just so busy that when, when you're with them and trying to take care of their needs and, and answering their questions and changing diapers and、mm-hmm. potty training and doing all that good stuff, that that there's not a whole lot of time to worry about anything else. I guess just trying to live in the moment and, and take in what's there.、Yeah. Um, but my wife is also a teacher. She actually teaches third,、uh, first grade. I'm sorry, at, at Thornville Elementary. 
Um, so school is kind of my life. Like when mm-hmm. we're home, when we have conversations at the dinner table, we're, we're talking about school. She's telling me about her day and mm-hmm. you know, I'm saying, hey, we're doing this with uh, COVID. And she's saying, hey, we're doing that. And we think, hey, would this work? Would this not work? So it's just, it's interesting to have that, that perspective. And of course, I'm sure that I've kind of shaped her perspective a little bit and she's kind of shaped mine too. So it works both ways. Yeah, I think it's so awesome that your wife is a teacher actually, because I think that, I mean, it would not be uncommon for a superintendent to come to a school, I would imagine, and run it like sort of maybe a little out of touch with what it's like. You know, I think it could, I think a superintendent could fall into that trap. Um, and then having, you know, somebody that where you can't escape the day to day and you're getting just a face full of the real classroom world, it will help ground you, you know, and that's that's so cool. All right, so students today, um, to be honest with you, it's, I I can feel it. It's like, you you can, as a teacher, you can feel when someone's having a bad day uh, or something's wrong, serious. And with the mask thing, it has, it has caused students to be reluctant to talk in class. So even the normal stuff, like when I start my day and I'm like, good morning, everybody like that. Okay. There's no response. There's nothing. So I have to teach them. Hey, you need to say hi back to me. Let's practice. Good morning, class. Good morning. Even if it's fake, it actually works. And then tomorrow it, it happens more naturally. Right. But, but it's like, because of that, and because of the dark times with, with you know, a pandemic and a, an election up in the air and, you know, division between political beliefs of their relatives and maybe themselves, and it could be mom or dad fighting about politics. I mean, that's kind of where we're at right now. It's kind of a dark place that they're in on top of all the normal teenage stuff that they have to deal with getting a date on Friday. But then you can't go on the date because mom won't let me because of COVID-19 and they're resentful of that. So mm, not to mention bullying and all of that extra stuff on top of it. What message do you have for today's student to lift them up to, you know, keep your chin up, that kind of stuff? Let's let's talk about that for a minute. What, What would you tell them? All right. I guess my piece of advice, and I, I don't know, it's probably not very popular, but would be to, uh, to to put down your phone. And I know that that seems seems hard to do, especially in today's day and age. But I, I know everyone's on social media. But you know, like like Teddy Roosevelt called comparison the thief of joy. So, in, in my opinion, that that's what mostly social media is is comparison. What's this person got that I don't have? How's this person's day going that mine didn't go? And in reality, that isn't even what that person has or how their day really was. That's how they want to portray it to you. That or there's lots of negative messages out there too. So I guess my advice would be, you know, just just put down the phone and and live in the moment. You know, 
go outside, go do something physical, go help somebody do something, right. you know, connect with people on a personal level. And I know it's hard in the pandemic when you got to socially distance, you mm -hmm. know, but, you know, have a conversation with your parents. You know, I know pre-pandemic when we were still allowed to go to restaurants, um, we would go around and look and, and I would just observe tables as we're going to go and sit down. There'd be a family of four, you know, mom, dad, and brother and sister, and no one's talking. They're all looking at their phone. And yeah. I'm thinking, is that what this world has come to that we can't even, you know, enjoy each other's presence? Mm -hmm. You know, instead we have to look at social media of someone's fake portrayal of how their day went. Um, right. I, I don't know. So, and again, I know that's not popular to think about or, or, or to do necessarily with today's kids, but, you know, looking at seeing what everybody else has sometimes gets you away from being appreciative of what you have. It really does. You know, so. you know have you ever looked at TikTok? You ever get on that rabbit hole? I, I have not, I, okay. I'll, I'll admit. I I think you should get TikTok and experience that because it's like 30 seconds of, of crazy, silly video. Okay. okay. And then it goes to the next thing and it just keeps rolling forever. Okay. And so you can be like, huh, where'd this half hour just go? Okay. But I think a lot of people are comparing themselves, like you said, to TikTok super athletic fitness models and they're like well I'm not as pretty as she is or I'm not as buff as this dude is and so they're comparing themselves to other people and that's that's a big part of I think what causes depression someone's right? always going to have more money than you yeah. someone's always going to be prettier than you or stronger than you you know I mean I'm not trying to be negative here but there's yeah. always going to be that case it's you know? true I mean, even 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 Elon Musk, somebody's richer than him. You know, if right. you just focused on Jeff Bezos all the time, you know, Elon Musk would be a pretty uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> depressed guy thinking, man, I don't have any money. Compared to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. The best piece of advice I heard on that was compare yourself to who you were yesterday and just get a little bit better. I like that. that I like that's that too. A, a very reasonable comparison. You know, yeah. what, what you don't like about yourself, you know, think how you're going to better it and and mm -hmm. work on that daily and and that can give you a, a great attitude yeah i think a lot of students um they have a hard time accepting criticism you know they take constructive criticism very personally like for instance if if you were to walk around and say this homework's kind of sloppy you need to clean that up a little bit and your grade will go up because of it they could start crying now now 10 15 years ago they wouldn't have. they would have been like no or <laughs> or uh okay or something like that but now it's like it's like cutting when you say stuff like that and into a person's emotional well-being and it's like they take it personally or it's so and i think that has to do with a lack of human interaction i really do there was a question in that pile that I do not have an answer to that I've been thinking about for about three months, and it is uh, what has caused the lack of empathy. And that's a mind blower right there. I think it's I think it's partly due to the fact that people don't sit down and talk or go do something together um, as much because you know if you're just making comments on on your phone you don't see how the other person's reacting to it and you don't feel it for sure and that's what empathy is so you know i like that i like that um 
is there anything else you would like to leave us with some words of wisdom staff students random people listening to this um i I guess the only thing i really have to say is that i'm touched by how special the place mid-east is Mm -hmm. um I've been in several different school districts, you know, from where I was growing up to, um, you know, where I was a teacher and, you know, administrator and and superintendent now, my my third time around. And and I can tell you here that um, I'm touched by by one, um, our our staff and how much you guys care for each other and truly care about our kids. Like, I think, um, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule. I'd say for the most part, everybody is here for the right reasons and trying to make things better for our kids and and it's always okay to disagree like you and I can disagree on on what is best for kids as, as long as we both have that same goal is to, mm-hmm. to provide what is best for our kids right so so I, I'd say that and just just our kids too are, are awesome it's 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 cool to see that you know we we give our kids a little more freedom here than they would at their traditional high school. You know, at first it was just a shock to me to see kids wearing a hat walking around, which in the grand scheme of things seems seems a little bit crazy. But and, and I know that's a small example, but you know, we we trust we trust our kids. You mm-hmm. know, I, I mean, we trust you to, to operate a, a welder or climb a power line pole or cut somebody's hair. You know, we, yeah. we we have that trust in you. So so we're preparing you to to be an adult and in a couple months be out there in the workforce. So we we treat you like it. And and I've been impressed that that our kids rise up and meet that challenge. Yeah. Like there's, there's, if, if there would be a fight at the school, it'd be front page news. I, I can't remember the last fight we've had at the school. It's a wonderful place to go. And I, I appreciate you leading it. So, um, thank you so much for agreeing to do this interview. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Sam. Um, if you would like to say thanks, leave me a five-star review on Apple podcasts. Also, to get this message out, get it out to other school districts and farther, the best way to do that is to five-star review it on Apple Podcasts or leave me a handwritten you know, review, that kind of thing. And most importantly, sharing it with people. Share it on social media, share it word-to-word, you know, face-to-face, show people where the podcast app is on their phone search for teacher answers and have them find it. That's really what you have to do. Um, all right. Well, that will be all for today. Episode 51. Thanks for, thanks for joining me as always. And you guys, I'll talk to you soon. You have been listening to teacher answers. If you would like to submit a question, drop me an email at teacher answers at gmail.com. Or you can leave me a voicemail on the anchor podcast site, anchor.fm slash teacher answers.